on today's episode of Making the Call, it is a doozy. We've got all five of us on the podcast for the first time in a while. It's I've got Trent, Austin, Alex, and Rosie with me this week, and it's all NFL playoffs. We start the podcast recapping the two conference championship games. We've got our two Super Bowl teams, so we talk about how those teams got there. Um, I might be a little more skeptical about the Eagles path than others, and I lay that case out at the top of the podcast. And then we look at the playoffs, but from a fantasy point of view. So we look at uh, last year we had Gabe Davis. He blew up in the playoffs, ended up being a disappointment in fantasy this year. So we look at some of the big performers in terms of fantasy points in the playoffs, and we try to project which of these guys can carry that over into the 2023 fantasy season and which guys should you not buy into what they've done in the playoffs. So we've got a little fantasy playoff segment there. Before we get to that, uh, we talk about the news about Kellen Moore out as offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy is going to assume play calling duties. Uh, Kellen Moore was a free agent for about five minutes, took the offensive coordinator job with the LA Chargers. So we talk about that news and what it means for the Cowboys and for the Chargers, specifically Justin Herbert. And then we do a little Super Bowl preview. It's not going to be our full preview. That's going to come next week. Next week is an entire Super Bowl podcast, including a prop extravaganza that we're really excited for. So it's a really great episode. Before we get into that, um, if you read the Substack post from Friday about the Texas Rangers that I wrote, then you've already heard. But if you haven't, we have a brand new sponsor here at Making the Call, and that is Firegrounds Coffee. Firegrounds Coffee is a local Dallas-owned uh, coffee company. It is owned by firefighters and veterans. Every bag sold helps send first responders help for mental health and suicide prevention. We've partnered with them and I could not be more excited. I am an avid coffee drinker as is everyone else here at Making the Call. And I can honestly say it's the freshest, best tasting cup of coffee I've ever had is whenever I buy the beans from Fireground. They actually don't even roast the beans until you order it. So it is, it is as fresh as it can possibly be. Um, we're so excited to have them as a sponsor. You can go get your first bag from them. You can use promo code MTC10 for 10% off your entire order. And that's not just for your first bag. That is for your first, second, third. As many times as you order coffee from them, you can get 10% off with MTC10. So go try your first bag. It won't be your last. We are really excited to be partnering with them. Go give them a try. It is the best coffee that you will ever have. So go try it out. Use promo code MTC10 for 10% off your entire order. That's all I've got. We've got a great episode in store for you, and it's all coming up right after this. All right. For the first time in, I don't even know how long, all five of us are on the podcast. I've got Austin and Rosie and Trent and Alex, and we've got a full slate. We're going to be recapping the conference championship, the two games that happened on Sunday. We're going to do a little bit of a Super Bowl preview, but we're going to have much more of that next week. Uh, we also have a fun little fantasy segment in regards to the playoffs and how uh, players' performance can impact or maybe not impact how you think about them in fantasy the following year. Um, and then we have some breaking Cowboys news. Kellen Moore out as offensive coordinator. He's now the offensive coordinator of the Chargers. So we will react to that. Um, just a full podcast. We're going to start with the conference championships. And we got to start with, guys, how we did on our picks. We've been doing these each week. We've been making the picks on the podcast. We've been posting oh. them on the Substack and keeping track of them. Austin is not excited about it, but <laughs> happy to have him here nonetheless. Um, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So, friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I have to maintain my pod. status as friend of the pod because I've already been degraded <laughs> once. So, hey, he's he's the uh, producer extraordinaire now. There we go. So, gotta be nice to him. Join um, the Facebook page. Yeah. Yes. 
Find us on Facebook at Making the Call. Find us on Instagram at Making the Call One. Actually, I'm going to tell you all this in the intro, anyways. I'm recording this before that. So, Oops. Um, we had two games, six picks total. Uh, myself and Alex got in first place. We were four and four. Rosie was three and five. Austin was two and six. Trent was one and seven. Overall ah, record. You suck. It's the first week <laughs> I wasn't last. So, overall record. Rosie is in first place. 21 and 17. And then we have a three-way tie between myself, Trent, and Alex at 20 and 18. So we're one game back. And then Austin, (laughs) 14 and 24. At a baby. (laughs) Every train needs a caboose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Toot toot, guys. (laughs) So that's how we did on the picks. Uh, All right. Eagles 31, 49 or 7. Did the Eagles have one of the easiest paths to the Super Bowl that you can remember? Wow. Coming out hot with some takes. Just right there. Just dude, We didn't even say, yeah, this is what the Eagles win, blah, blah, blah. Did they have the easiest path to the Super Bowl? I think it's they did in a long time. Our host is a bitter Cowboys fan like me. The answer is so, yes. <laughs> so any chance we get to come right out and diss on the Eagles, we we will. So Got lucky. Do what? Well, not only, not only that, but... I did I did some research on this. I didn't want to just throw the take out into the atmosphere. I wanted to I wanted to dig deep and try and back it up. So um obviously part of this is them having a first round buy, which I'm not discrediting them for that. That's impressive, especially now with only one team getting it in each conference. But they yeah. beat Daniel Jones and the Giants in the divisional round. Hey. Put some respect on his yeah. name. That's tough. Hold on, According hold on, hold on. He's a top five freaking quarterback, so that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Top two. <laughs> and he's not two. <laughs> um, and then in the wild, in the conference championship round, they beat Brock Purdy, who threw the ball four times and got hurt. Josh Johnson, who got a concussion. And then Christian McCaffrey. And then Brock Purdy came back in. And the whole quarterback mess from the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I went back in time. So some other candidates... 2017 Patriots, first round by, beat the uh, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans in round two, Blake Bortles and the Jags. The Titans on they shouldn't even beat Blake Bortles. They got lucky. Blake Bortles and the Jaguars in the conference championship, but I think that was a better path. Blake Bortles played really well those playoffs, and they almost beat the Patriots. So they should have, yeah. Was that, that. was that the Marshawn Lynch year? 2017? No, that was... Marshawn Lynch year was 2011, 12. Right, You're talking just, about the Beast Quake? Yeah. Yeah, it was like 2011, 12. Yeah. It's just um, it's wild that the, the Jaguars have made a conference championship game more recently than the Cowboys have. That's that's Yes, but that's that's that's, that's beside the point. That's not I just what always, talking about here. I always, I, I always forget that they made it. He was on what? the Dolphins. Who? I looked Tannehill. I looked and it was Tannehill. Who was the quarterback? Got to be Mariota then. Mariotta, yeah. Was it Mariota? Okay, Mariota was. So Mariota and then and then Bortles. Yeah. I discredited um, Cancel him. Okay, so yeah, that is. But I still think that path was harder than what they faced with the quarterbacks for the Niners yesterday. Um, well, yeah. Keep going all the way back. 2010, Pittsburgh Steelers went to the Super Bowl. First round by beat Joe Flacco and the Ravens in the divisional round. Beat Mark Sanchez and the Jets in the conference championship. 2009 Indianapolis Colts had the exact same path as the 2010 Steelers. So first round by and then Flacco and the Ravens and then Sanchez and the Jets. But the one that I think 
is the best competition for the 2023 Eagles is the 2005 Seattle Seahawks, Alex. Mm-mm. Made it to the Super Bowl. Hater. Beating, <laughs> they were led by Matt Hasselback. They had a first round bye. Yeah. Then they beat Mark Brunel and the Redskins in the second round. <laughs> well, Mark, don't say that. And then Last Jake DeLome. <laughs> Jake DeLome and the Panthers. Shout out. In the conference championship. Hey, Jake DeLome did make he made another Super Bowl. Like that's worth noting. Like Jake DeLome did get to a Super Bowl. So right. the Eagles aren't the, it's not the easiest path, but it's in the conversation, I think. It's it's up there with the 2005 Seahawks, for example. The, um, the Niners you, still have the number one defense. Yeah, if you want to use that to say that the Eagles aren't good, that's a bad take. Eagles are really good. No, they're good. They, I just don't think they've been tested. I just don't think that yeah. beating the number one defense in the league is easy. It's but not, it's see, not but I mean, yeah, your mean. offense, like your I mean the offense. Yeah. I mean the to Eagles me, though, we'll go over the numbers. They weren't that great, but Yeah. It's not like they beat them because their offense was just overpowering the Niners defense for sixty minutes. That wasn't the case. But I mean they still their offensive line was they still hung thirty one. Like it I mean, take field position, you know, out of it, like good defenses typically get like field goal stops or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean you, and you they, think about and they it, score so, touchdowns. So Okay, so Eagles had two hundred and sixty nine total yards on offense. Nice. Hertz passing was fifteen of twenty five, hundred and twenty one yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. First drive, touchdown was a Devonta Smith catch that ended up not being a catch after we reviewed it, but they didn't it's challenge it. They kept playing, whatever. Um second touchdown, legitimately a good drive, not gonna take away from it. It was fourteen plays, seventy five yards. Third touchdown came off came after Josh Johnson came into the game and fumbled it on like the second play that he was in. They started the they started their drive on the 30, scored a touchdown from there. Um, fourth touchdown came after the roughing the punter uh, when Philly was going to punt it, and then they got the penalty, so then they got to move 15 yards, and then they got a uh, unnecessary roughness penalty on top of that that got them to like the seven, scored a touchdown there. So I, I don't know. I didn't walk away from that game being super impressed with the Eagles. It was more like what a unfortunate string of events for the 49ers. Well, it's... Hertz didn't play well. I'll say that. And hopefully he bounces back next week against a worse defense. That being said, Eagles defense is freaking amazing. Like, there's no excuse for the Niners run game to be as bad as it was, other than the Eagles defense is just extremely good. So, well, and they didn't have to defend the pass once Purdy went out. Load the box. I mean, they have one of the best front sevens in the league, though. Right. No, they do. I yes, and they do. Back for yeah, that too. So great all around. Like you said, I don't know. Am I am I just being a Cowboys hater, or is yes. there any truth to that? Definitely, okay. definitely at least a little bit. Yeah, I can I can feel the hate. Okay. Feel the hate. All right. I can feel it. Oh, and that roast of anger is brought to you by <laughs> Iron Browns Coffee. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, we'll be talking about them later on, but. um yeah, definitely go try Firegrounds Coffee, but we'll have we'll have a message about them coming up later on in the podcast. Um, all right, all right, I feel good. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> let's turn to the let's turn to the Forty ers Well, actually, Trent Austin. I mean, anything else about the Eagles side of this, or is it just impressive when they're in the Super Bowl and there it was just dominance? I mean, them. like yeah, sure, the four string quarterback takes it down a notch, but yeah, I'm with the, Rosie. The Eagles are still really good, so. 
Trent? Yeah. It was an impressive win. I I mean, they scored how many points? 38? 31. 31. 31. That's still more. Pro- yeah. Is that the most points they, the 49ers defense has given up all year? The Chiefs. Ooh. No. No. The Chiefs not. had, yeah. That's yeah. Right. They had a couple. But keep still, talking, 31. Keep talking, talking. I'll look it up. 31 points against arguably the best defense in the league, and your quarterback didn't even play that well. That's pretty impressive and kind of frightening because the Eagles have two first round picks. Yeah. And a rookie quarterback contract, and they're already in the Super Bowl. Yikes. Oh, and Jalen handed a bunch of picks. It, it's so it's so frustrating. I think the Eagles like have the league on easy mode right now. They got they're playing with the sliders though. Yeah. yeah. Hurts is also know, with the year that he's had, he's entitled to one mediocre game. Like well, just the trades that they've gotten, you know, I would veto those. If it, if it was a fantasy league, <laughs> yeah, highway robbery, right, Austin? Highway freaking robbery. I had one of those today. Let's Did hear you? it. Except I way overpaid. But it's it's all good. I was yeah. bored. Um, <laughs> Okay, so the 49ers have given up more than 31 twice. Uh, they did it in week seven to the Chiefs, 44 points. And then in week 17, they gave up 34 points to the Raiders of Las Vegas. Stidham. Stidham, yeah. baby. Stidham. Um, all right, let's turn to the 49ers. Where do you go from here if you're them? I mean, you have this incredibly talented roster, and you have had, you've had such bad quarterback luck these past few years. What do you do? I'll give Purdy a full offseason with mm. the Niners staff. Well, he's, he doesn't even have, he's going to be out six months of that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Never mind. Yeah, break the news, Andrew. Forget. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Brock Purdy, if you haven't seen it, so his injury that he suffered in the conference championship game is a torn UCL tendon mm-hmm. in his elbow. He's probably going to require surgery, but the timetable that's going around right now is six months, which would be I said end he was of July. Yeah, he'll be back <laughs> right in time for training. Camp. Yeah, jerk. <laughs> Well, I heard someone say, I forget who it was, but they were like, if, if you're a quarterback and you get injured, like it needs to be like you broke your leg to where like it's clear to everyone watching that you can't go back in because if you're just standing on the sideline, we're all like, what the heck? Go back in and help your team. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's going to have yeah, a six-month recovery for his elbow. Yeah, 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 I said that to my wife and she was like, what do you want from him? I was like, I want to see tears. <laughs> is this your Give public me blood? Yeah. Is this your public apology? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Brock. Brock, if you're um, listening. Trent, what do you th- I mean, if you're the 49ers, what do you do? I honestly, of all the teams in the, I think the 49ers offseason is the most interesting cuz like what do you do? Do you like They got to go all in. They roll it back with Trey Lance, or do they trade Lance and sign Tom Brady, or do they go get Aaron Rodgers, or what? I, we'll I Tommy. Think, yeah, I, I I do think Tom's going to end up in San Fran, and I think Trey Lance is going to be somewhere else. Um, I read something, I, I don't know if it was this week or last week, that hit Trey Lance price tag might be only at like a third-round pick. Oh my gosh, or something, and that uh, as embarrassing as embarrassing <laughs> sounds like a bargain. As embarrassing as that would be for the franchise, I, I mean, it's something you probably have to do. Like, yeah, because oh uh, yeah, I agree. Just bite the bullet and go get because the 49ers are winning now. 
But uh, we've been saying that for 10 years, probably. <laughs> yeah, well, for always, 10 years, they, they pretty much have been. <laughs> yeah, and, then, to be and they always just, they always just yeah. appear to be just right there. Um, nice but, quarterback. But, yeah, they just – once they get a quarterback, whether it be Tom Brady, Derek Carr – no, it won't be Derek Carr. But you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what, what do they do? Do they go – Trey Lance again and try that route. And then when he gets hurt again, then. And what the heck is Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know, man. I don't know why I asked for agent. <laughs> Alex, Alex, what were you trying to say? Well, I was just saying that they're also going to be about up on those rookie contract deals. So like Joey Bosa, Debo Samuel's first year, the extension kicks in next season. Mm. Kinlaw as well. He's another good guy. So they're about to be in cap hell. So. I think the only option for them is to go all in next year. And I don't know if you can wait on a Trey Lance or even a Brock Purdy coming off an injury. Now I think they got to go get maybe an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady. Well, there was that, there was that nugget from Mike Sando's piece in the athletic that I sent in our group text. I think it was this morning uh, about the 49ers. So this was a non 49ers executive. And what they thought was, they said, I think they will trade Trey Lance to Tennessee and then they will end up with Brady and Brady will play one year for his home team and they will have Brock Purdy as a backup. Isn't it a terrible right. idea? They'll win the Super Bowl, like he'll retire. Yeah. Purdy that roster will under be him. absurd if you just like inject Brady into it. Yeah. <laughs> the, league is, the league is done. They can sign all their free agents too. They have uh, 16 million cap space right now. So... I also got Ayuk coming up. He's due for a new contract. Yeah. Yeah. No, you were right, Alex. A lot of their Trent Williams has a twenty-seven million dollar cap hit next year. Eric Sheesh. Armstead twenty-four million. Fred Warner eighteen. Uh, Kittle's eighteen, and then yeah, Bosa's due up for an extension. So, yeah, man, that's gonna be. It, you're right, Trent. It's gonna be probably the most interesting offseason to follow. Because they have all this firepower on both sides. And I know it sounds like it sounds like D'Amico Ryan is gonna leave the defensive coordinator job and take the head coaching job with Houston. But it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the 49ers, especially with the Brady piece mixed into that. Um, all right. Anything else from this game? Eagles or 49ers? No? All right. Chiefs 23, Bengals 20. Um <clears throat> Insert the Tyler creator meme about Mahomes high ankle sprain because that was a freaking lie. Like <laughs> he doesn't have a high ankle sprain at all. He do you not see him limping? You, you, you don't see him move like that on a high ankle sprain. Did you not see him limping by the end of the game? No, yeah, no, the Tortorol was, was wearing off a little bit yeah, in the fourth like, quarter. He was feeling it. He said Miyagi, he didn't take anything. The Miyagi magic was Oh yeah, on. he took he took some come on. You know they pumped it full of something. Hey, he did say God healed my ankle after the game though. That's great. Shout out. <laughs> I said <Alex>. that. <laughs> I told I told people I didn't take any medication when I got my wisdom teeth out too. So what does that say? When you're doped up, you say things. <laughs> hey. Well, that's even mo- that's even more impressive if he, if he was all drugged up and he played that well. Um I don't know. Just do <laughs> you all think that's that mi- drugs? It's a numbing agent. Aaron Rodgers is <laughs> drugged up. <laughs> do you all think that like he actually has a high ankle sprain or is it something less severe and they like misdiagnosed it at first and then they just smoke screened it all the way during the week. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm very yeah. conspiracy theory. As that someone who's had no, multiple, shocked. multiple ankle sprains, 
it really only hurts for a day or two. But isn't Not a high ankle high sprain ankle different? Sprains. Yeah. <laughs> well, high ankle sprains, you feel it like all the way up your shin. Well, it's it's a misnomer. It's not actually your ankle. It's like your leg that is sprained. Yeah, yeah. So, All right. I don't know. I feel like when you get the adrenaline pumping, you don't feel the pain. But I guarantee you, he feels it today. We need a guarantee. sports medicine guy. Yeah, All right, this way is from, way uh, I'll go get my degree. This yeah. is from clevelandclinic.org. A high ankle sprain is when you tear or damage the high ankle ligaments that connect the tibia and the fibula. That sounds very painful. You want a mm, couple days, you'll be fine. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like every ankle sprain I've ever had, it hurt for three, four days, and then you're fine. We're but taking medical advice. I never, I never played in an AFC championship game either. So <laughs> breaking news. I thought you were in that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have, but I blew my knee out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, classic. <laughs> hey, Uncle Rico. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, all right. <laughs> Well, aside from the Mahomes injury, I think one of the big storylines coming out of this game was the officiating. Mm. It was For awful. Both games, it kind of sucked. Yeah. And yeah. this one was extra freaking camera, The freaking camera wire in the first yep. game. And then we didn't even talk about I appreciated about that. the ref's honesty. He was like, we cannot confirm that it hit the wire. <laughs> even though so, everyone went, huh? What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> Which was bold of him to use like such passive language like – when it was in Philly, like with the Philly crowd, I'm like, oh man, that's brave of you, man. It got escorted uh, out of the game. <laughs> but I'll just, I'll open it up. Does anyone want to go first? Anyone want to start off with things to say about the refereeing and the Chiefs Bengals game? It was rough, but it wasn't, you know, I'm not a saying third, that. A third nine thing, a couple fifth yeah. down plays. And, and to yeah. me, like the so like the roughing the passer at the end or whatever you want to call it, the unnecessary roughness. Like yeah, the one where Burrow got it dragged by the been neck. Offset. Yeah, so a there was a With hole the in holding. that play, but there what I'm holds. But like to me, I don't know. That dude was given more refs. Hugs than he refs shouldn't girlfriend. have the ability to decide the game. They should just yeah, like, yeah. in like enforce the. I mean, not enforce the rules on the game, but like. They need to facilitate the game rather than decide the game. So I don't know. I would. I mean, it was it was close. I mean, he was definitely out of bounds, but like. Well, no. Okay. The the flag on the, the on the fifteen yards. The homes, they call that every single time, especially when it's a quarterback. It I was know. a clear call too. I mean, yeah. Like, me, like just, yeah. His legs sort of got tangled up with Mahomes. Though, I mean, he handed him. That sort of caused the momentum. Of them handed him the win at the same like, time. It's yeah, yeah if you're if you're the defensive player, you you can't make that play. Mm-hmm. Like it's the refs are gonna they've called that every single time all season, know, regular just, season and playoffs. I just think it's crappy. But. I felt so bad for Osai after yeah. the game too. Oh my gosh! Because yeah. other than that, he played well. Yeah, really well, well tonight. Yeah, it. Uh, no, I know it was tough, but um, I don't know. I think that the officiating was bad, and you can point to certain calls and certain plays at certain moments in the game but the Bengals had the ball with 230 left game tied to go on and win all they needed was a field goal and the deciding play was that third and eight Burrow takes a sack and it wasn't his fault I mean Chris Jones was there immediately and it's another year of the Bengals offensive line you know being the thing that kind of bites them in the butt in the playoffs. Well, and they played so much better this regular season too, like the O line did. 
They just got well, bit by the injury bug. They got three bug. starters hurt right before the playoffs. Right. So much. It just kind of sucks. It. Like I don't know if they need to necessarily address it. They already yeah, did. Well, address it. They, they do need. To, they just need to get healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I just don't know. Which I mean, every team's got injuries, so like, I mean, no excuses. But but also, yeah. like, I don't know if no, anyone's stopping Chris Jones that game. <laughs> he was Jones unbelievable. Was, he was all over the field. Yeah. yeah. Great call to put him on the edge on that last play. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. tore through him. But yeah, I don't know. Like, if you're the Bengals, what do you try and do to help your offensive line? Because get a new offensive line. They they tried to do that. This it was ba- it was basically a new offensive line in the playoffs because the Cowboys gave them Lyle Collins. Better like, it, I don't know if you go and you try and draft more of them like the Chiefs did after they lost to the Bucks in the Super Bowl, and you just say, okay, let's try and get younger on the offensive line because then maybe we're less likely to get you know suffer injuries late in the season. But always a good route. It's two years in a row where that's been their shortcoming in the playoffs. Last year was in the Super Bowl against the Rams, and this year it was you know Sunday against the Chiefs. And you've got Burrow, you've got Chase, you got Higgins, you got this defense that played really well. Like you've got to, whether it's draft capital, free agency, or trades, you got to try and do something to try and shore that up in some way. I think. Well, I think that um, I've been looking at some rookies that are incoming, and where the Bengals are, they can draft a guy like. Darnell Washington, uh, tight end out of Georgia, really big tight end, but he can catch the ball. So, like, just having someone chip would mm. be nice on on the line, and then just wait for everybody to get healthy. But they do need to add to the offensive weapons, I think, for Burrow. But Burrow didn't really have a good game either. Yeah, I mean, he was under duress. It felt like the whole game. Yeah, you know. So I don't want to fully fault him and i think i mean trent i think you were on this podcast a while ago saying you know oh no you were saying sell dalvin cook was it was it you rosie saying to sell joe mixon in fantasy mm-hmm. joe mixon has he did he did not have a good playoffs we'll talk about him later oh Ooh, i'm excited okay I'm so excited um anything else from this game chief side bengal side i mean mahomes was <clears throat> I don't know. He, he, I mean, he was unbelievable. The big, the big I have a bold statement to make if you'll have me. Oh, boy. Oh, no. I'm we're making re- the call. Ready? I wouldn't say making the call, but I'm okay. going to make a bold statement. Um, we should remove the tag from Tom Brady that says GOAT and place it on Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, oh. I like it. Okay. Oh, that's dumb. Hold on, hold on. Let it, let, hold on. Let him cook. What? No, I'm not cooking anything. I started cooking. Keep going. I'm just saying. I I saw some stat that Patrick Mahomes has five less AFC Championship game touchdowns than Tom Brady in like nine less games, or something ridiculous like that. And he's been a starter for five years. Been to the AFC Championship game five times. Five times and one and the Super, Super Bowl Bowls. three times. How many Super Bowls has he won? He's won one. one. How many? But, I mean, one, how many he's one and one so far. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's what 25, 26, probably seven. What's Tom maybe twenty eight? What's Tom Might Brady's be twenty nine? Super Bowl thirty. <laughs> Forty two is twenty seven. All right. Yeah, so he's, he's still got eight years he's left. A little, a little young to be considered. The he's goat. got at least ten. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, win three more Super Bowls, and then we could maybe ha- like. Start and I, I think you could easily do that. I yeah, really do. It's, it's too early. Yeah, but you can't take you, the you can't title take, away from Tom Brady until he starts. Until Patrick Mahomes actually wins those. All right, all right. I concede. That's a good argument. I'm well, just I, saying we need to start. We need to start the conversation now, so it's easier to pass on. So it's like when people like try and are you for LeBron, and then people just whip out Michael Jordan's finals record, and then it just decimates it. Like that's <laughs> well, kind of what's happening. Okay, so here. let's say this. Yeah. Let's tweak it a little bit. If there's any player in the NFL right now who could potentially surpass Brady, it's Mahomes, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> Russell Wilson. <laughs> Can can we at least do this? And this is going to be hard for Rosie with Josh Allen, but next year when Josh Allen has like two good weeks or Burrow has like three or four good weeks mm-hmm. and we want to say like, oh, maybe they might be better than Mahomes. Can we just like put all they that aren't. to bed because it's yeah. Yeah. it's Mahomes, Mahomes and then won, the next tier of the next three or four key. guys? Throw so away. would you guys put Patrick Mahomes ahead of like Aaron Rodgers all time? Oh, yeah. duh. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. Just making sure. I was That's the dumbest sure. question ever asked on this Let's podcast. Let's see what he looks like on the Jets. This is what happens when we have yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. And then on the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> and then stealing money from a state's government. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, that's a spicy take trend, but I don't hate it. Um, I like it. It's, it's too soon, but worth having the conversation i mean you heard it here first no get out ahead of it hey you know what super bowl appearances the last two years mahomes won brady zero stats man <laughs> two no Bengals. tom brady beat Bengals. mahomes in the super bowl so uh, yeah when he was like 24 <laughs> And Tom Wait, Brady was, was like a hundred. Tom Brady was forty. What? Mahomes yeah. had no. It, the Buccaneers defense beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I was Who picking my nose when Bucks. I was twenty-four. I still pick. My I don't want to hear this conversation. It's dumb. Yeah, Rosie, I'm with you. <laughs> All right. It, mm, All right. Anything else from this game? We just need to talk about coffee. Uh. Oh, okay. Patrick Mahomes. No, no, no. It's nope. a, no. Let's okay. let's finish this game up. Well, but. I was going to say that like they the Chiefs should have run the ball a lot more <laughs> and they just decided not to. And they should have run the ball a lot more with Pacheco. Not hey, shout the- out to my guy, Ronald Jones, getting that one carry. Zero oh, yards. Like, still oh, boy. Man, this guy sucks. Take him back out of the game. <laughs> yeah, <you could> get <laughs> a ring. Not a baby. Yeah, Super Bowl champion, Ronald Jones. You watch your mouth. But I'm serious. One. They need to, like... <laughs> If it actually is a high ankle sprain for Mahomes, they do need to run the ball more. And I think that's now the one way you can beat the Eagles. Well, now Mahomes has two weeks to just sit and chill. So I think it's going to be fine either way. Fair. Sit and what? Sit and chill. Oh, there's a sit in jail. I was like, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> no one in Kansas City would dare arrest Patrick Mahomes. Come on, man. No way. <laughs> That's probably a fair. He's, he just wants to see Stetson Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Stetson. Hey, they're the same age. <laughs> oh, man. It's the last headline he'll ever have because he's not going to do anything in the NFL. All so. right. Um, let's take a quick break. Let's talk about Firegrounds Coffee. Brand new sponsor here at Making the Call. Debuted him on the Substack post from last Friday about the Texas Rangers. Um, I am a coffee addict. I drink coffee every morning. I think everyone here enjoys drinking coffee as well. It's just, I, I can't start my day without it. 
Firegrounds is the best tasting coffee I've ever had. And I've tried a bunch of different brands. It's the freshest. They don't brew your bag until you order it. And so it's as fresh as possible. Um, I also, I love, I mean, everyone here at Making the Call, we love supporting local businesses. Uh, it is a local business. They are based in Dallas. They are owned by veterans and firefighters. Every bag sold helps sense first responders help via mental health and suicide prevention. Um, so they're really doing cool things at Firegrounds. We're very, very happy to be partnering with them. You can go try your bag, your very first bag of Firegrounds coffee today. You can use promo code MTC10 and receive 10% off your entire order. Again, that's MTC10, 10% off your entire order. My personal favorite is a Bubba Brew medium roast. I'm a medium roast guy and it's best medium roast I've ever had. So go try it today. It won't be the last bag you try. I can guarantee that. It is delicious coffee. Uh, Support local business, support businesses owned by uh, first responders and veterans and go try Fire Rounds Coffee today. Use promo code MTC10 for 10% off your entire order. Okay, some breaking news. Kellen Moore out as offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. They mutually agreed to part ways. Um, That's what the headline said, at least. Mike McCarthy is set to call plays. Kellen Moore was on the market for all of, I think, five minutes. And the Chargers snatched him up. He's now going to be the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. Yeah, they got that done quick. Yeah. Instant reaction to this. What do we think? I think it. They they knew it was happening, and the Cowboys came out and said something first, just so just Jerry's ego it was like, yeah, we didn't want him, we didn't want him anyways. But well, do you he, think Kellen Moore was looking for something else? Yeah, I think so because I think he knows that. Like he, so he stayed last year because I think he thought maybe he had a shot at the head coaching job, Dallas Cowboys. But I I think now like this after this year and with uh, Alex, your guy. Um, Defensive coordinator, Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, when yeah. Dan Quinn staying there this year, when uh, he's obviously probably the best defensive coordinator in the league, then that just kind of hints to him that yeah, it's Dan Quinn's job, not his. So he's like, well, I'll go somewhere else where there's another terrible head coach, and wait in line yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited. I'm excited for Herbie though. Herbie. Justin Herbert. The fully loaded oh. one. The fully loaded well, one. Wait, Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Why? Kellen Moore's not a good offensive coordinator. I just think it'll be it'll be fun to watch. He, them anything is better than Joe Lombardi. Yeah. Like literally anything. That I just hope said, Mike Williams can run some curl routes because he's gonna be doing a lot of those with Kellen Moore. <laughs> I really wish Kellen Moore was a little bit more creative. And I'm really mm-hmm. I'm hoping that his uncreativity with the Cowboys was just because of McCarthy being there. I think so, it is. I think that Kellen Moore, the his fault is he gets too complicated with his plays throughout the game. Like he tries to draw up the perfect play every single time. When sometimes like just a, a B level play will do based on what the defense has given you and based on where you are in the game. And like for example, when Dak went out with his injury, you saw the playbook get so much simpler because it was Cooper Rush in there instead of Dak. And Dak is able to process everything's pre-snap and, and post-snap and everything so well that Kellen Moore is like, well, I can give him all these different looks. I can put all this motion into, into the play and everything. And it just, it just becomes too complicated. And when yep. you don't have the skill players who can do that at a high level outside of CeeDee Lamb, it's not going to work. So I, I hope that 
Kellen Moore in LA with Herbert and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Eckler that he just says, Hey, we've got the guys that we can beat them. We don't have to draw up these super complicated play calls every single time. And he just kind of lets the guys go out there and play. Um, mm-hmm. And if he does that, I think they'll have success. But yeah, I, I don't know. It, so I was talking with a boss about this today and I, I'm curious your thoughts, Andrew. So like, with Kellen Moore out, like there is definitely, I think it might be better for Dak from a coaching perspective because Kellen Moore is young enough that they might, I think I'd consider their relationship more of a peer relationship. Well, they were teammates before. Right, so. exactly. So like, I think this move makes Dak better because you'll have somebody hopefully that comes in and actually has a little bit more experience with actually coaching quarterbacks. And so, I mean, I'm excited to see who they bring in. Uh, but I think, you know, this does this move does help Dak out a little bit, you know, if they get the right guy. Yeah. Ooh, well, yeah, are they going to bring anybody plays. in? They're well, not going plays. To. But as far as, like, you know, just quarterback coaching. A, a day-in like, and yeah. day-out offensive coordinator. Because right. they're going to have to hire someone. I mean. Right. Okay. Well, Trent, I'll have you go first. How do you feel? I mean, what do you think about Mike McCarthy calling plays for the Dallas Cowboys? I'm sure you uh, love it. Six and eleven, <laughs> at best. How many games will we lose due to clock management? Four. <laughs> so, if you set the line at six and a half, what can can we bet something over on them going over? You and me, Trent. Stake bet. Steak bet. We can do a steak dinner bet. We could do twenty bucks. We can do you know, know whatever. Six and a half spree. Because I think six and eleven is way too aggressive. Steak bet twenty three is not a Trent's year so far. One and seven on the on the playoff picks. He's one and zero in the baby category. I'm just hoping, man. <laughs> Fifteen and one in player props. Right, that was last year. This year, too. Yeah. Well, we can figure out some bet because I think six and eleven. I think that's too aggressive. They're going to be better than that. No, they won't. Eight and a half, barring catastrophic injuries. I'd say like eight and nine. Don't own a house. I'll I'll bet. I'll bet my profit sharing check, and you bet your profit sharing. I'm not betting mine. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. Shout out to Texas Instruments. Nope, (laughs) not doing that. Um, Six and eleven. I mean, come on, man. Eight, eight and one. There you go. <laughs> they haven't gone eight and eight in the McCarthy era yet. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yet. Yeah. This is the year. All right, you Dallas can Cowboys. The, you can take the car out of the junkyard. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys twenty twenty three opponents. Mm. So outside of the division games, um, they play at home. Like this is home for Dallas, the Rams, Seattle, mm-hmm. New England, the Jets. And Detroit. Oh, and five. And then their <laughs> yeah, road games. Correct. Their road games are Arizona, Ooh. San Francisco, Ooh. Miami, Ooh. Buffalo, Carolina, and the Chargers. Six and 11 might be generous. <laughs> That's a tough Come schedule. On. I think we're going to Arizona eight, Cardinals. Eight and nine. Schedule is a eight and nine. Gauntlet. Eight and nine. That's what I'm calling. Seven and 10. All right. Well, we'll talk about all that once we do. Eight and nine, get Mike McCarthy fired and make podcast next, about all that next in year. August. Yeah. 
Um, I think McCarthy calling plays. I think it'll be fine. I don't think it's going to make or break the offense. I think what's going to make or break the offense is if they can get another receiver next to CeeDee Lamb. Because if they don't, then it doesn't matter who they have calling plays. The, the offense is going to struggle in crunch time. That's my thoughts, at least. Um, okay. Anything else on this? Or do we want to get to uh, the next segment? Frank Reich got hired by the Panthers. I feel like we should talk about that since he's a head coach. All right, congrats. Okay. Cool. Woo. Well, what do we think? Man, go Panthers, yeah. He was it all the depends first. who they get at quarterback. Yeah, he was the first ever quarterback for the Panthers, so full first, circle for him. First touchdown. Awesome. Going by him. I don't know. I literally could not care less who coaches the Carolina Panthers. Honestly, really so. don't. He's a good quarterback coach and probably a decent offense coordinator, but I don't know about him as a head coach. More than like eight and eight, nine, like nine and eight. Yeah. I don't I, see I think he like, was just screwed by the Colts organization. That is true. Yeah. I don't know if Jim Irsay liked him at all. So you could be right there. Well, you but. know, Jim Irsay's got probably got some other cognitive stuff going on if he's considering Jeff Saturday <laughs> the second interview for a head coaching job. So <laughs> this is drinking, buddy. But uh yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just don't I don't believe in the Panthers. I don't think he's gonna be anything more than a middle of the ground coach. I don't know. I think they get they, a quarterback. I think hey, if yeah. they I believe in Sam Stroud, I think they can win the division next year. They should trade with the really? Seahawks. Mm. Well, that, winning that the nine pick is not saying all in that the first much. round next year, we'll we'll give you the fifth pick. I think the Falcons will be better next year. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. Yep. Well, just you look at the Panthers, and they're not a bad team. They just underperformed. Yeah, they have a good defense. They have a really good defense, and then again, getting the quarterback. If Stroud is halfway decent, and I think he will be, he's Jared Goff two point Mm, he's an Ohio State quarterback, though. We know about those guys. Enterprise, uh, baby. We'll pick you pick up. You up. <laughs> <laughs> Might want to go with Levis. He seems like the perfect Panthers. No, quarterback. Stroud over Levis for me. Yeah, I don't understand. No, I don't get the Levis hype. I don't understand it. Levis is he's Zach Wilson two He's closer to Paxton Lynch than he is to Josh Allen, and we need he's to stop Justin pretending he's going to be Josh 2.0. Allen. Just no, he's not. Herbert two no. Herbert showed some problems in college. People hated him. <laughs> hated him coming out. When no, was I mean, the that's... last time the Kentucky football team was relevant? They they have a good squad. They have a well, great got, yeah, because they of a... Levies. No. Well, they got the they got the Stoops brother as the head coach, don't they, Alex? Yes. Yeah, uh, I forget his first name. What, Mike Stoops? Just... Yeah, there it is, Mike Stoops. Yeah, yeah. That might have something to do with it, Trent. They've always had a really good defense, too. I mean, Austin's our SEC horrible. guy. You should know, right? They're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. Plus, their basketball team's awful, so that just means their football team had to be better. It's yeah. like one or the other. I can't believe the Aggies lost to them. They've been playing so well, and then they lost. And that's Carolina. talking college basketball and making the call. All right, back to uh, so Frank Reich Mark. Carolina. is on the way, guys. Don't worry. Mark <laughs> yeah. is on the way. Yeah, I haven't... Um, I haven't got. I haven't dived into college basketball yet. I'm waiting till after the Super Bowl and then Texas and Baylor about to see. I'm like, I've been watching a little bit because the Aggies have actually been decent. So whatever. No, no, no one's been good this year in college basketball. They're 16 and five. Like Purdue's been good. Yeah, yeah, Purdue has been good. Duke has been only one. Who's number one in college basketball right now? Purdue. Purdue. Oh, it's Purdue. And then Alabama just lost, so that'll get shake up. It's Purdue, That's, Tennessee, and then I think 
Alabama was too. So new, there's new Alabama teams. got steamrolled they, by Oklahoma. They, they got killed. Which is Oklahoma's yeah. Trash so top. Too. So top. Uh, let's see. Purdue one, Tennessee two, Houston three, Alabama four, uh, Arizona five. Top five. Did not Big think tw- we would be talking about top five. Tonight. Big Twelve went seven and three against the SEC this weekend. Yeah, it was brutal. Shout out, man. Um, basketball conference in the league. All right, fantasy football in the playoffs. So. I wanted to talk about this because to kind of set the stage last year, Gabe Davis lit it up in the playoffs and had a monster that that game against the Chiefs. He caught like three touchdowns or whatever or four touchdowns, even more. Jeez. And we all hyped him up for fantasy. I know Rosie, you're really high on him. I got him in uh, a keeper league and it's the league that I got last place in. So clearly that didn't work out. Um, oh, we got to know later. We'll talk about yeah, it it's going to happen this next weekend, this next oh, Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, Gabe Davis, massive disappointment. So I wanted to look at some of the impressive fantasy performances that we've seen in the playoffs so far. And I just want to talk it out with y'all and think like, okay, which one, wh- who of these players are we buying and which ones are we saying, this is Gabe Davis 2.0. We're not going to put as, you know, stock into this when we're trying to make our case for these players next year. Um, so I went and pulled the pulled the numbers. These are the skill positions, so excluding quarterbacks that averaged that have averaged over 15 fantasy points per game in the playoffs so far. So whether they played one game, two games, or three games, 15 points on average each game. Um, a lot of them, it's guys you would expect. You know, Dalton Schultz had that big game for the Vikings. I'm, I'm not TJ Hawkinson. Sorry, big game for the Vikings. He had 22.9 fantasy points. Christian McCaffrey averaging 20 points a game uh, through the three games for the Niners. CeeDee Lamb, big game. Saquon Barkley. I mean, all the guys you would expect. The guys that you maybe wouldn't expect. Um, the number two scoring skill position guy in fantasy in the playoffs in terms of points per game, Gerald Everett, tight end oh. for the Chargers. He had 22.9 points in that wild card game against Jacksonville. Yeah. Are we putting anything into that? Yeah. For next year? He's almost Gerald 30. Everett? No. No. He's no? he'll be like a fringe top ten tight end, but probably nothing like I mean, that's gonna get you over the top. You know? Kellen Moore. See if he gets re-signed. Kellen Moore helps. That too. He's a free agent. Yeah. It's a one year deal. I mean Kellen Moore likes using his tight ends. Check down, baby. Yeah. I'm I pretty, mean I think Herbert liked the connection with them, obviously, so they'll probably bring him back for one or two more years. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so not putting any stock in the Gerald Everett playoff game. That's good. Maybe just right. like note it in the back of your head, but not at the top of your sheet. Uh, Christian Kirk, wide receiver one in Jacksonville, averaged 20.9 fantasy points per game through the two games in the playoffs. He had a really nice fantasy year. I mean, do we think it's good? Do we think it'll continue in 2023 or do we think like, hey, yeah, he had a nice year, but they need to get a true number one in that offense. No, I think it's going to continue. I mean, he was sort of a joke coming out of this offseason with how big of a contract number he got, but sort of proved the haters wrong. Like, we got Ridley coming in, so that might take a couple targets away, but that might also free some space up for him at the same time. I think it's still trajectories up for that guy. Okay. Anyone else? Christian Kirk, 2023, putting anything into his playoff performance? I, I like him. It's not just his playoff performance. Yeah, he was I mean, steady this year. 
Mm-hmm. If you're looking at a a comp to Gabe Davis, like you got to look at someone that didn't do anything all season and then explode in the playoffs. Um, I think maybe okay. that guy would be a uh, Jarrett McKinnon. Yeah, but, yeah, but even, I mean, even he, him, he. Go ahead, Austin. Well, it's like end of the regular season. He turned it on to before the playoffs. He scored okay. touchdowns. Yes. Yeah, he got touchdowns, but part of that's because he was he was it, you know. And I don't okay. think I don't think he'll be. I don't think his his you know share will be as high as it was at the end of the season this year. All right, here's one for you then, Rosie. This maybe this is Gabe Davis 2.0. So we'll talk about this one. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Oh, oh my gosh. Two yes. games in the playoffs, averaging 15 points a game. Through the two games, seven receptions, 122 yards, and two touchdowns. Is he the number two in the Chiefs offense? I mean, hell I- no. I, I was, oh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> my mommy my watches this. Congregants, I'm sorry. I was uh, telling my buddy, who's a Chiefs fan, I was like, man, MBS showed up for his first game all year. And I think this is the only one that he's going to show up for because he's not very good. That was probably one of the worst signings in the offseason. So, I mean, if if this in any way, like, boosted MBS's fantasy stock, sell him immediately because, I mean, he's fast, but, like, he's not good. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's do let's do two more. Um, J.K. Dobbins. So in the one playoff game, he had twenty fantasy points. Obviously, Tyler Huntley at quarterback. Uh, let's see. He had uh, forty three receiving yards, sixty two rushing yards, uh, and a touchdown. What do we think about J.K. Dobbins in twenty twenty three? Because I would say once he came back and he was healthy, he was he was he great. Was pretty fantasy. He was good and i'd also say i still don't think he was 100 100 so i still think he gets a full healthy off season we've heard that before in the dallas Fort Worth <laughs> area but fingers crossed he's able to stay healthy get through the i wouldn't play him in the preseason but yeah definitely I, not i think just with the way the ravens run their offense any running back in that as long as he can stay healthy he's going to be a top 10 running back and jk dobbins is still what 24 25 he's, he's young He'll be He's on still last in the- year of his contract. And I think if we've learned anything from last year about running backs that are on the last year of their contract, buy him. Mm. Miles Sanders, That's Josh true. contract year. Rashad Penny. Tony Pollard. Tony yeah. Pollard. Yeah, yeah. My, my lucky still get to blow his ACL in training camp. Yeah, it's extremely knock on wood territory, yeah. but he des- definitely has the potential to be I've been, probably a top five running back. I've been hopeful for two years. So I need this to work. Okay. All right. Last one. Uh, Evan Ingram tied in for Jacksonville. I mean, he was like a league winner in fantasy playoffs, but then also in the playoff game for Jacksonville uh, through two games, averaged 15 points a game. That's, I mean, that's about all you could want from your tight end unless it's a guy like Kelsey. I mean, if you're getting 15 points a game from your tight end, you're very, very happy with that. So Mm -hmm. I'm really curious on what y'all think about him. In terms of how he fits in the tight end hierarchy for 2023, because he looked really good to end the year. Again, we'll see if they resign him. Yeah, he was another one of those guys that they handed a crack ton of money to, and the whole world was like, "Why?" Yeah, I it think him and uh, 
No. Him and Lawrence. Very good. Him and Lawrence seem to sort of find a chemistry though in the second half of the uh, season because I had him like stashed on my bench in the eight and eight league, and he kept popping off on the bench. And I don't know. I just think once he finally finds his groove with them, I think give him another two years. He fits with Lawrence, obviously. So I think there's still something there. And cool thing about him is he's a tight end and a receiver, so he's flexible. So that just sort of adds value. Oh, to you it can as well. you can play him at both. Yep. Oh, at least in the uh, sleeper league, huh? So he finished the year tight end five. Does he repeat that next year? Is he a top five tight end in twenty twenty three? That might be asking there's a little only, much. There's only but... five tight ends. So top five, it's Kelsey. Possible, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Andrews, Hawkinson. I mean, Ingram, Ingram, Ingrams, <laughs> Pitts. Maybe. I mean, one can hope. Pits. Pits. Fryermuth. Uh, yeah, Fryermuth. Fryermuth. Yeah. So, all well, right. He's just hard because he's incredibly inconsistent. And with Calvin Ridley being on the team, I like if I'd be trying to sell Evan Ingram, even if he resigns, like he's going to be like Kittle, I think. Like have some really, really good games because he is talented. And when he catches the mm-hmm. ball, like he's dynamic. But. You know, I'm just too inconsistent to start. But maybe maybe he'll be more consistent now that he's with Doug Peterson. Like, maybe this is what you can expect from him moving forward. I Maybe Peterson well, I mean, figured out how to unlock year, him. Even last year, he was inconsistent. <laughs> Alex. Yeah, but I feel like most tight ends are, you know, unless it's Kelsey. But, all right. So, we'll end with this. I want. I got, I want one, I got a negative one. Ooh. Ooh, there we go. Oh, this we is what you were doing. We didn't talk about any negative ones. Okay, go ahead. Drop I'm bag. like I'm completely out on Joe Mixon. P Ryan's better. Like literally anyone's better. Joe Mixon just sucks. Ezekiel Elliott is he better? Yeah, I mean he's doing uh, the exact hey, same my thing. guy. Let's go. <laughs> I mean they really are doing the same thing, like getting two yards and falling forward. I mean Joe Mixon isn't even getting that. So <laughs> I I think Bengals will draft another running back. I think they should draft another running back. Um, draft Bichon. Mm. Mm. You talk about improving the offense. Bichon's the kind of guy like you could mention him with any team. But I go imagine him and you're like, ooh, spicy. All right, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. He's like salt. He goes with everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you're completely out on Joe Mixon. Yeah, I think if we've learned anything from the playoffs, Joe Mixon needs to be off your roster. I'll send you okay. an offer after we get off of this. Me? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, send it live. Send it right now. Lowball me. So we'll end with this. I want so I'll, I want everyone to give their answer of the guys I mentioned. So Gerald Everett, Christian Kirk, J.K. Dobbins, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and Evan Ingram. If you're buying one of those five this offseason, gearing up for next year, who are you buying? J.K. J.K. I think Kirk is a good option too, but I would probably say JK. Okay. Trent. Oh, you're muted. You're muted, bud. You're muted. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, okay. Oh, wait. I think Kirk. Back. <laughs> so three for go. JK, one for Kirk. I'll say 
probably JK, just because I want him to have a, a full healthy season. Like I just want it for him. You know, I'm rooting for the guy. So I'll say JK as well. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, little early Super Bowl preview, fantasy question, and then we'll wrap up the podcast. So it's all coming up right after this. All right, we are back to wrap up the podcast. A uh, little early Super Bowl preview. We're not going to break it down fully. We're going to do that next week. We've got a huge uh, prop extravaganza in store for next week because we did our player props all throughout the year, and there is no game that does props quite like the Super Bowl. So we've got to dedicate just a huge chunk of next week's podcast to that. So huge Super Bowl podcast coming up next week, but just little bit of a preview. So opening lines, Philly favored by two points. So very close, but Philly is getting the favor here over under 49 and a half. Uh, how do we feel about those lines? Philly minus two over under 49 and a half. Do we feel like that's fair? Or do you think KC should be favored in this? It's a two and a half. I think it'll change. Uh, Philly by two and over under is 49 and a half. It's going to flip. Uh, it's not going to flip. I think it's about right. I just think overall Philly has a tiny bit of a better roster. They have better receivers, better offensive line, better defensive line. The only thing that KC has better is the quarterback, which is the great equalizer. But I think two is about right, and 49 and a half also probably about right. I'd say I'm probably leaning over, but I don't know. We can talk about that. Mm. Okay. Austin, Rosie, y'all think it's going to flip to KC? I don't know. I think, I think it's, I, I see it being pretty even, honestly. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if it flips all the way to even. Hmm. Yeah, like, just because just Patrick Mahomes, like. So you I just think, think it's going to be a pick em, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it, I mean, two is almost a pick em, so. Pretty much, yeah, like yeah. one, one and a half is about a pick em. I mean, these teams, I don't think there's a clear favorite, honestly, between these two teams, so. Well, I, I think we'll see uh, Patrick Mahomes at like a pickleball tournament or something, and then the line will move up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Trent, what do you think? Philly minus two. I think it's probably fair. Philly kind of steamrolled their way to the Super Bowl, but I, I'm still liking Kansas City. Yeah, they were like Michael Jordan played against like five-year-olds, though. Like, I mean... Well, supposedly Mahomes was like uh, Jordan versus Drexler in the 90s. I don't know if y'all caught that That's from not Romo. I caught that, yeah. Ah, Romo so stupid. Crappy game. He compared, he compared Mahomes to Jordan and Magic Johnson in the same broadcast. His best year in the booth was like I his rookie year. Him. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. He was he was great the first year he was in the booth. He still knew all the plays and whatnot. Now he's yeah, just now like, I'm Shut up. <laughs> oh, here we go, Jim. What do you do here, Jim? What do you do? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Shut the- do you think he was confused that the champ wasn't uh, playing in the game Beep. yesterday? Timestamp. <laughs> no, I didn't say it. Said, I beeped it myself. I didn't say forward. Oh, I didn't, did you? Did you cuss? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. I, I heard. I heard the beginning and the end. Yeah. Mm, uh, 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 <laughs> well, time. Go back and look. Okay, Jim, I'll go take a look. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think Andrew's going to do here? (laughs) Oh, the pressure's really mounting. 
Oh, oh Tony's he's gonna bleep it, or is he not going to? I don't know. It's I don't know Michael this. Jordan. <laughs> you got to keep this all in. Dude, oh, yeah. I'm going to clip this. We're, sh- we're sharing it tomorrow. <laughs> clip it and post it. Just say we're huge Tony Romo fans. <laughs> and tag everybody goes and yeah, tags him. Tag yeah, actually, him. I, am, yeah. I love Tony Romo. Shout out to Greg Olson, man. He's been great this playoffs. Awesome. No, he hasn't. Oh what? come on. No, he's so annoying. Someone's I think they're snack. all annoying. They, they all say things that like, you're like, that's not true at all. You just said it just to say it. I hate announcers. They I, have to I talk for, they have to talk we, for we do three that, hours. We do that every week on this podcast. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's not much different than what <laughs> yeah, we're doing Yeah, but it's right like now. not true stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I'll point it out. I mean, I literally said Brock Purdy was getting in a full offseason. I said something just to say it. We call Daniel Jones the best quarterback in the league. That's just facts. Yes. <laughs> facts are facts, Trent. Like Trent, or Rosie, I feel like you wake up every day and you're like, oh, okay, how am I gonna zag today? How am I gonna just have the complete opposite opinion of everyone else? Disney Star right. Wars sucks. Announcers well, are bad. That's not everybody. Mm. Everybody thinks that. Minus Andor. Andor's Mandalorian. Andor's mid. I just don't think that uh, Rosie is a very joyful, on. joyful person. I'm very joyful. You're very joyful. You just hate everything. How is it possible to be <laughs> joyful? You're a Lions fan. <laughs> There's an off yeah, season. That's that's probably why. <laughs> There's an off season. Jaden Hardy and one. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, so um, early storylines. Is Kansas City at an advantage since the Philly defense really hasn't faced a quarterback in the same stratosphere as Mahomes? They face Daniel Jones. <laughs> what are you talking oh, about? Oh, <laughs> no. Can we can we like can we be serious about the Daniel Jones discourse for like two seconds? Hey, so what was the, yeah. So who, who's that advantage again? What was the question? Is Kansas City at an, at an advantage because the Philly defense hasn't faced a quarterback close to Patrick Mahomes? Mm. Yes and no, because the uh, the Philly secondary is still a bunch of pros. Like they got what Darius Slay, Rosie. Who are the others? Help me out. C.J. Gardner Johnson. Yeah. Bradbury. I mean, those guys aren't scrubs. Like. They've played plenty of good quarterbacks in the regular season. It's just these last couple of games, they've been sort of just chilling. They haven't really had to play a full four-quarter game, but it's the Super Bowl. They're going to be up to play for it. So, no, I don't think it's that much of an advantage. Okay. Anyone else? I I think their team is just happy that they're not playing in Philadelphia so they don't get their car stolen after the game. <laughs> Who got their calls, car stolen? CJ. <laughs> What type of oh, car? Really? Uh, I don't know what type of car, but he he posted on Twitter. Or something. It's such a Philly thing. Jeez. It was like y'all won. I hate that stupid. He took my car. <laughs> Their airport's <laughs> trash. The whole town is trash. Andrew, you've never been. I've been in Philadelphia. I, I don't need pretty, to. <laughs> it's 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 pretty nice. Yeah, Philly's nice. It's Philly's good to nice. get a, it's good to get a cheesesteak. That's about it, and maybe go see the Liberty Bell. I would. Did bagels, you like, man? I liked Got the, the Liberty best Bell. bagels I've ever had. We're in Philly. Mm. Huh. All right, that's talking Philly food here. Making the call. All right, we are all over <laughs> bagels the place and cheese um, all over all right. the place. All right, I'll ask this question: How effective will the will the between the tackle? run game, including the short yardage QB sneak game by the Eagles. How effective will that be against the Chiefs defense featuring Chris Jones? Who's outside of Aaron Donald, probably the best defensive tackle in football. Chris Jones is a pass rusher. But he's also a run stopper. 
That is not his A game, though. So also plays in the playoffs. It is because he (laughs) he just registered his first playoff sack the of his career. Like what last game, I believe. Yeah, Yeah. two. But so that that there shows you he's more of a run stuffer, at least in the playoffs. He's more of just a space. No, he gets pressure on the quarterback and well, he does. He does. Well, he had three tackles for a loss and usually coming at the middle Bengals. Yeah, but you're talking about the Bengals' offensive line. I, I mean, Chris Jones is good all around. But like, if you're saying that, you know, or am I worried about the Eagles' run defense just because of Chris Jones? No, <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. I think I think Chris Jones is the type of player. I mean, you saw it in the Bengals game. He's electric enough that he can he can wreck another team's game plan single handedly. I mean, he had basically the game ceiling sack against Burrow and the Bengals on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So, in the pass game. No, but he's can, he can affect the run game too. He's not a pass rusher. He's a defensive tackle. The dude who's more of a pass rusher is Frank Clark, who's about to be the playoff leading sack leader. He's like half a sack away. Really? Huh. Yeah, I believe so. Huh. Fun, fun fact. So he's half a sack away. Kelsey just, needs one more touchdown to, Surpassed Gronk. He's tied with Gronk for most postseason touchdowns and second most uh, in NFL history behind Jerry Rice. I think I got my props. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, any other like early storylines that y'all are interested in on this game? Super Bowl, Beng- or Chiefs and Eagles. Sorry, Bengals fan. That was a, a true and honest mistake. I'm sorry. Um, oh, Bengals fans listen to this. I think it's going to be a good matchup. I'm excited for it. The Kelsey Bowl. Mm. There we go. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be fun. Fun for the mom. The yeah, he, Travis was like, "My mom can't lose." I was like, "That's get that's ready cool. to hear about that storyline for the next week and a half." It's already saturated social media since that game ended. Uh, it's so. going to get worse. It's going to get worse. I just want to listen to their podcast. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to be. Like the podcast yeah, they need, after, they got to drop one like Super Bowl week. Don't be afraid. I'm sure it. they will, like live from Radio Row or something. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah, um, must listen. All right, these aren't our official picks. We're going to save those for next week because I'm sure the line's going to move a little bit. But just for the sake of this podcast, Philly minus two and a half. What side of the spread are you taking? Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs plus two and a half. Chiefs. Chiefs. Gosh, we're all taking the Chiefs. Oh no, we all oh. took the Bengals on Sunday. <laughs> That's I, I. I hate that. Uh, no, someone needs to take the Eagles. You take Go the Eagles, it, then you were last. No, I just I started the podcast basically like discrediting their entire playoff run. I can't take the Eagles now. Looks like we're all we taking them. the Chiefs. <laughs> I can't okay. take the Eagles. All right, we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how we pick it next week. Um, over under 49 and a half. Mm. Under. It's playoffs have been under like every single game. Although it, wild card Cardinals, round it was like all over, but yeah, wild, since then like five and one. Cardinals, Cardinals Stadium is uh indoor, right? Correct. Oh, I think we lost Alex. We did. All right. We're about wrapped up with the podcast anyway. I'm taking under. Um, under for me. I'm taking under as well. Uh, all right. Let's see. Rosie, do you have a fancy question for us? I do. Will Isaiah Pacheco be the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs next year? 
I hope so, unless it's Bijan. <laughs> yeah, I just really spicy. think they're going to draft someone. <laughs> I honestly, I I think the Chiefs would go for um, uh, a chain. Ooh, gosh, I would love that. Adding a lot of speed. Chiefs love speed, so I I think they're, they're definitely going to draft someone. And I like Pacheco enough, but the, the A train. Hmm. Yeah, I think I mean I think Pacheco, whenever he's gotten significant playing time, he's looked really good. So I'd be fine. I'd be fine with him being the starting running back. Yeah. I think he's looked really good. So that's a good give, fantasy question. Give him a shot. Yeah. So we will post that all over socials. Let us know your thoughts. Uh we'll also have it. It'll be a question. If you're listening on Spotify, you can answer directly in Spotify and we can see your answers there. Um, but let us know, will Isaiah Pacheco be the starting running back for the Chiefs next year? And I think that's going to do it for the podcast. Trent, you're about to officially be a dad. Yes. Let's hear a dad joke. Okay, awesome. Uh, one, one, two, 173. Uh, let's go like 122. Um, Rosie, one to four, four at my age. I'm no longer a snack. I'm a happy meal. I come with toys and kids. That's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) That's really, that's really fitting when you think about it. (laughs) I don't like one at all. Let's give us number three. (laughs) You almost have to bleep that one. Wow. Um, if the early bird gets the worm, I'll sleep until there's pancakes. Uh, that's Let's go like another page. Yeah, us, yeah, yeah do yeah, another we page. Can't, we can't do this. What is this? Oh, what yeah, a friend of the pod sucks. Uh, Welcome back, Alex. Alex, <laughs> one to 123. 23. Ander, one to four. One. I got carded at the liquor store and my blockbuster card accidentally fell out of my wallet. The cashier said, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) That one's good. We'll end on that one. Better is better. We'll end on that one. That's going to do it for the podcast. Uh, It was fun having all five of us back. Uh, We'll be back next week. Full preview of the Super Bowl, our prop extravaganza, everything, just getting you ready for the Super Bowl. Can't wait. I can't believe football is almost over. Don't forget. Check out Firegrounds Coffee. Go buy your first bag today. Use promo code MTC10 for 10% off your entire order. Your first bag will not be your last. It is delicious coffee. Go support local veteran and firefighter-owned businesses. Go support Firegrounds Coffee today. Um, Also, go take a look at the Rangers article from last Friday on the Making the Call Substack. Make sure you are subscribed to the Making the Call Call Substack. I've got a Dallas Cowboys off-season primer uh, article coming out this Friday. So Cowboys fans getting you ready for everything that you can expect for the off season. That'll be coming out on Friday. So make sure that you subscribe to the making the call Substack so you can get all of those posts. Also, you can find us on social media, Facebook, making the call IG and Twitter, making the call one. Um, obviously you're listening to us on Spotify. So make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify or, um, Apple. or Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, but yeah, that's all. That's everything that I had. I hope everyone has a fantastic week and we will see you next time.